As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. Hey, welcome back to 755 is Real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer at The Athletic with my co-host, former Braves reliever Eric O'Flaherty. What's happening, man? What's up, Dave? A whole lot with the Braves, man. They just keep making keep making history, keep making, doing unprecedented stuff. Um, you know, this season has just gotten better and better for them at, at, when, you, when you thought early on, and I was talking to Travis Darno about this yesterday, when they lost Max Freed and Kyle Wright, within like three days of each other, they went on the IL. They thought, and he admitted it, because we didn't think we could do this. They hoped that they would just, you know, maintain first Battle. place. Yeah. Yeah. Just fight like hell, maintain first place, and then get those guys back, and then, okay, then we're, then we're in business. Instead, they've played like the best baseball they've played in years. Without best baseball anybody's played in years. Without last year's Cy Young runner-up and last year's only 20-game winner in the the majors, he won 21, Kyle did. They've done it without those two. And what they're doing offensively right now, i never seen anything like I've never seen anything like it, not just not covered. I haven't seen anything like this. I mean, you can listen on the broadcast. They're running out of things to say, too. There's no explanation for it. You know, there's there's no way to even – like come up with a reason why an offense could be this hot. Like when Ozzy and Acuna went back to back to start the game, I was just like, yeah. this is, this is stupid. This is a joke. It's not real. It doesn't happen. The first standing thing when Snit goes, Brian Snicker goes, uh, I, it's crazy. I don't even know what to say about it. When Snit goes, you know, doesn't even try to dismiss it or play it down. And just says it's crazy. Stupid. That's when, you know, it's really out there. <laughs> And I think it's a direct correlation between what they're doing in the first inning, obviously, and what they're doing in games because they're jumping out to these leads, and it just it just stokes everything because it allows these pitchers, especially these young guys, it allows them to relax yeah. and just pitch and not worry, try to worry about being perfect because they know if they give up a run or two, or if the Braves don't score in the first inning and the other team does score a run or two, the guy yeah, doesn't have back. they don't stress because they know if they can keep it there. Braves are going to probably win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just takes it takes pressure off of everybody. Yeah, and, and you wind up. It's such a. It's the the thing that happens too is you get into teams bullpens early game one, start beating them up. You know, it plays out for the whole series. And when you start getting up four, five, six, seven runs, you're not facing a good reliever when they pull them out of the pen. Yeah, you're getting to face their worst reliever, you know, their long guy. And that's an important thing to note too: is they're doing this against good pitchers yeah. and good teams. Yeah, they just beat up the Marlins' two best pitchers. They beat up the guy, the guy, the rookie, your Perez, the All Star, came He's in on twenty one scoreless, twenty one scoreless streak. But not only that, he had like an O point something ERA. I had just voted for him for Rookie of the Month over Corbin Carroll. Yeah, I mean, he was on fire. And they destroyed him. He got one out and gave up, what, six consecutive hits in the first inning. Homers and doubles, too. I thought it was so smart Schumacher pulled him. Because it's just like that That's gonna that can mess up his whole season. Yeah. And that game's not – I mean, it's pretty much a wash at that point, especially with the Braves offense. Just a lot of teams would leave him in and let him take his, his whooping. Yeah. 
But, I mean, he might have given up 10 or 11. And then your numbers don't look the same. So that game's just a wash. Get him out of there and be yeah, done with it. His ERA went up over a run in that game. Yeah. And, and they and did one inning. <laughs> before that, I mean, they just they, they swept the Twins like they were nothing. They, beat yeah. the, they won a series against the Reds, who were on fire, the hottest team in baseball at the time, beat up one of their aces. I mean, they're doing this against good teams. Everybody used to try to – you know, the the uh, glass half empty type crowd would always be like when the Braves put together a good home stand. Yeah, but they're beating up on bad teams. This year, they have the best record in the majors against winning teams. Yeah, and even if they if they hit like this against a Triple A team, I'd be impressed. Yeah. You know, I mean, this what they have six home runs the other day. Six homers, and it was the second time this year they've done that. They've done it twice yeah. against the Marlins. They've had over five against them, five or yeah. more. It's there's not even I mean there's not really a way to there's nothing to compare it to that I've seen. Yeah, I mean this is like juiced ball or juiced human era numbers that they're putting up, but they're not doing it with. I mean, other people aren't doing comparable things. Yeah, I was trying to think of that. I was like, what would make this make sense? You know, it's like steroids. <laughs> they're not doing that. No, juice ball. I don't they, know. They, I don't they, see. They got a really bunch of good hitters that are all. Hitting at the same time, which at you just never time. see that happen. And it's almost like, okay, when four or five of them got going, it almost like dragged the rest of them too. Cause they're you at the, at the most you've had recently struggling is like one or two guys in the lineup. And that's not really not a big slump. It's like RC just went through a stretch where, you know, he had a, an, a two for 25 yeah. or whatever, that type of thing. And then he hits a home run, you know, the, the other day. So it's like, um, yeah, it's crazy. And the only thing you, you, you hope for their sake is because they're not going to be able to sustain this the rest of the season. If you did that, you'd destroy, you all, ma- you'd that. destroy all major league records if you did that. <laughs> they just hit 61 homers in June. They <laughs> no. beat the previous National League record for any month by four home runs. Any month. you know, And that's taken into account the steroid era, the juice ball era, all that. They beat it. Um, but but you, you hope for their sake that they just can maintain the health of the key guys. Acuna, God forbid, Acuna goes down. You just need Acuna. You got to keep him healthy because he's he's the most important guy in this offense. Clearly, oh, yeah. clearly, what he does, what he's done in so many games, the way he started games. If it's not a home run or a double, it's a single, and he's still second base, so he's like immediately in scoring position anyway. I mean, the guy's on base percentage in the first inning is ridiculous. Way over yeah. five hundred. If it. Any other time that he came up, I think, in the last 20 years, it'd be a pretty, maybe not when Mike Trout was prime prime, but it'd be a pretty easy discussion of who the most talented player in baseball is. But right now there happens to be Otani, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Otani, overall, you can't argue with that because he's pitching. But offensively, no. offensively, what everything Acuna does, I'm going to Acuna because the stolen yeah. bases, you know, the average, the hitting 330-something at this point yeah. in the season with power – and leading the league in OPS and steals. He's going to steal 70 bags. Oh, my God. We'll, we'll get to a little bit of this. But right now, uh, first things first, they had – it seemed appropriate yet, that yesterday the Braves do something they have never done in their long and storied franchise history. Not even in the, when they won 14 consecutive division titles. They never had eight All-Stars. They had seven a couple times. They never had eight, not one time. The first – the last team to do that in the majors – was the Rangers in 2012 had eight. I think the last National League team was like the Cubs in like 15 years ago. So uh, first time they've had eight. Also the first time they've had six position players ever make the team. If you think about that, that's crazy. I mean, six of your position players are in the all-star team. I mean, that's two-thirds of your lineup. And the entire infield. They've never had that before either. They've had three before, three infielders. They've never had... All four infielders on the all-star team. And that's not even counting the catcher, who's also on it. Stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's just a joke. And, and the thing is, usually in a case of those, it's a case of fans being, like, excited after a team won the World Series or uh-huh. just – or you've got a particularly – uh, a, fan, a, fan, a group of fans that's a particularly adept at, at – uh, at, at, uh, just huge voters. At voting online. They just show up. They've got yeah. it nailed. They've got like systems where they vote as maximum. Mm-hmm. You know, that this in this case, you could only argue that there's only a couple of these braids that you could even argue somebody else belonged on the team. And it's not a strong argument. It's like 
you could argue that Ozzy Albies, you know, there's like one guy over Ozzy Albies, but it's not like a big, big deal. It's not like a big slight or, or a joke that he's on it. Every one of these guys is deserving. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of crazy. Um, you got yesterday, they were, the reserves were named. You got Matt Olson, leads the league in uh, homers and RBIs. You got Ozzy Albies. It's his third All-Star game already, by the way. And last year, you know, he's hurt. So that didn't, he wasn't going to make it last year and the year before, and then the shortened season. So he's basically made it every year. It's full season he's had. Uh, Austin Riley, you could argue that somebody else could have, uh, you know, squeezed him out there. But again, it's not a strong argument. It's are not are like, the reserves a player vote or yeah. does a manager pick him? It's player vote. It's okay. mostly player vote. Yeah. 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 And starting pitchers. Spencer Strider and Bryce Elder make it. Bryce uh, Bryce Elder's got the second best. Him. Yeah, his numbers are, are, I mean, second lowest ERA in the league. Him and Arcia were the two guys I thought might might get screwed. Uh, and Arcia was voted by the fans, so you yeah. know, yeah, you could argue somebody else could have belonged there too, but that that was a fan vote. So, um, and then Strider, of course, leads the majors in strikeouts. He's doing his historic thing again. He's on pace for about 300 strikeouts. And the Braves are, this is a great stat, the Braves are 15-2 and two in Strider starts this year. How about that? So, yeah, because he had a few bad ones, but they might not even lost those games because they scored so they many scored runs. They scored so many runs, yeah. 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 He had the terrible one, Matt. Remember against Cincinnati when, uh, when, uh, when uh, he came out and pulled him and talked to him about walks and everything? Yeah. And he gave up like six runs or whatever. They won that game. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at it. I think they won, they won that game, though. This would be a year to win 20 games, you know, yeah. with this offense. Yeah, and he's, he could do it. Um, so they were added to the guys that were already voted to start. Ronald Acuna was the leading vote-getter in the majors over Shohei. He was the automatic starter after that second round of voting in right field. Uh, I think they're actually going to put him in left and play bets in right is what I've seen. I don't know if that means anything. I, I don't know why they would do that, but uh, unless it's uh, unless it's because bets just feels more comfortable out there and asked, you know, and, and his asked his manager. I don't know. I don't know why they would do that, but because Acuna hasn't played any left field this year and been a while since he's played any out there. Um, Orlando Arcia voted and uh, Sean Murphy. So those are the ones that they joined. So that gives them eight, eight all-stars, six position players, and two starting. Here's another thing, man. This one I had to look up a few times to make sure I was seeing it right. When do you think is the last time the Braves had two starting pitchers on the all-star team? Starting pitchers. 2000. Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox. Yeah, I couldn't name any era I played. So all those years, though, like in the 2000s and everything, Smoltz did it a couple of times with one other starter, but Smoltz was a closer when he did it. Uh, they never had two starters. I thought, like, I, I seem to remember Jire Jurgens and Tommy Hansen. That's what Hansen, popped into my head. I thought those two went. And, but Hansen didn't go. I thought he did. He deserved to go. Now, I remember yeah. he, his numbers, he deserved to go. But he didn't. I think the year JJ was an all-star, Tommy came up a little late. Yeah. Anytime you come up late, it's tough to make it. But he had the great numbers that year, I remember. And that was like, but so, so yeah, it had not happened. So there's another, some of this hap- not happened in a long, long time. So Sunday they go out and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of tough sometimes to finish off that perfect homestand or that perfect sweep against a good oh, team. Yeah. But they did it again. That and, and the Marlins, the poor Marlins, man. I say poor because they are, they they're getting they've gotten destroyed by the Braves this year. They're one and eight against the Braves, and they got they're like twenty games over five hundred against everybody else close to it. I mean, they cannot beat the Braves, and the Braves thrash them usually. But so Arcia, Albies, and Travis Darno all hit home runs in the six three win on Sunday. Completed a six game uh, homestand sweep of the Twins and uh, Marlins. Extends the Braves' winning streak to eight games. They won. They've won twenty three out of twenty six games. Man, they improved to a major's best fifty six and twenty seven, and that's two more wins than they've ever had in franchise history at eighty three at the eighty three game mark. They picked up what fifteen games on the Mets in a month. In one month, one month. That is the most deflating thing that could possibly happen. I mean, if you lose five games in a month, you know you're like shit. This thing's getting out of hand but 15 
Yeah, the Mets were down three, three and a half before the month and down 18 when the month 15. ended. 18. <laughs> oh, my God. And what was even more uh, demoralizing for the Mets is the Marlins and the Phillies played great in June, too, so they lost ground on everybody. everybody. And they yeah. sunk down closer to the Nationals. Yeah, it's what was that press conference about that, that Cohen held that day? Was he basically saying they're clean it up or we're going to Well, he didn't threaten anything. Actually, he went the other way and said, the worst thing you could do is a uh, is uh, kind of knee jerk reaction, fire people and everything. So even he gave the the dreaded vote of confidence to his GM and his manager. Well, how about that though? I mean, that's kind of cool after Showalter's getting all that praise last year. You know how how many times that's kind of cool for an owner. I don't know how it plays yeah. out, but they most kept of the asking time him. it's just like fire everybody. They asked him, "Are you going to fire? Uh, are you going to fire me?" He said, "Absolutely not." So for the rest of the year. And uh, he also talked about hiring a president, which they're still looking to do. And a lot of the questions are about what that would entail, what the president would do, blah, blah, blah. So they're looking for that. But it was, it was, it was, it was not anything that you – he didn't, like, unleash. He just said, we got to play better and all that stuff. It's disappointing. But, no, he's not going to scapegoat either the manager or the general manager. And I don't know if it would even be a scapegoat if you fired Buck. I mean, to me, Buck hasn't done a great job this year. You know, yeah. but, but the players have sucked. I mean, their players are – not living up to their contracts, so many of them. Yeah, and I don't know what a manager can really. Right. I mean, you're only you can only pull so many strings. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. They've got one all-star dude, and they the commissioner's office had to get hit Pete Alonso on it. He didn't even get voted by the players, I don't think. He's their only all-star. What do you mean the commissioner had to do it? Uh, they have to have one from each team. Right, right, okay. So I don't think he got voted by the players. They'd have to look, but I don't think he did. Tatis did not got left off by the players. How about that with the year he's having? Well. Got it, kind of made a statement there, didn't it? Yeah. I. You know, that's one thing in – it's kind of a lot of it. You, there's certain guys that are still in the game that have done it. Like Nelson Cruz. You talk to guys about Nelson Cruz. There's a lot of guys still mad at him for what he did. Yeah. And right. that'll never drop it or never respect a steroid guy. And that's one thing I think just in baseball, man. I mean, it's so hard to get through a season. Yeah. Everybody's hurting. And if you're, if you've got some help, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to get anybody's respect after that. And especially if you're a DH. Yeah, you're not even going out there and grinding like the rest of the guys all day. Yeah, or even Tatis, you got 300 mil coming your way, and you gotta, you know, I mean, like you just gotta right. be a man. And if right. you suck, you suck. If you hurt, you gotta heal naturally. He made a mistake, but the players will probably never forget that. Yeah, I mean, and if he wasn't what he is, I mean, I mean, let's face it, he's a really flamboyant player, and that's mm-hmm. a, that's fine, okay. But in this situation, when you're flamboyant and then you do the steroids and you lie about it and you lie about the motorcycle wrecks and you get that contract, all that, the players aren't just going to say, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, they're, they're you made make- a mistake. It's like, well, yeah, you're showing off when you're cheating. You know, right. it's like. Right. We're not going to then vote for you to make the all-star yeah. team over this guy we really respect and what and what, what he's done this year. Yeah. So it's, it's going to at least linger for that long, if not another year, you know. So. I don't think. I think if you get popped. I don't think anybody ever drops it. I mean, at least the culture that I was brought up in is. Right. If you did that, man, nobody's ever going to forget. Well, it was like scab players, too. For a long time, there it's were a couple the exact of. exact same concept. There were a couple of generations of players before that got past that. I mean, I remember Terry Pendleton would used to tell me, you know, when, when a certain scab player would be on. on yeah, uh, they'd yell it out. MLB Network. <laughs> yep. On one of the shows that they have, Terry yep. Pendleton would tell me. I'd be, be talking to him about something. He'd look up and go. I can't believe they got that scab on it, you know? 
I, he, I he remember never forgot it. I had the coolest coach at one of the lower levels of the minors. I won't name him, but he had been a scab and he was the coolest coach. And I remember talking to some older guys, my first major league spring training. And they're like, you know, you got some, who's your pitching coach? I was asking about it. And, and I was like, oh, you know, this guy, I love him. He's awesome. And they were like, he's fucking scab. Uh-huh. And that was it. Didn't yeah. care how good of a dude he was, who he was now, anything like that. He'd cross that line and they would never forget it. And he probably did it 25 years ago Yeah, when he was just probably not going to make the major leagues or barely even sniff him. His career was about over and just wanted to taste it. And yep. nope, you cross that line, you're done forever as far as the players are concerned. They wouldn't even want you in the clubhouse. Yeah. And they didn't get to sit in on the union meetings. Nope. Yeah. I mean, people don't understand because it's a different, it's a different uh, atmosphere now. And mm-hmm. the union thing hasn't been a big, there hasn't been a lot of butting heads. There was a little bit on the last negotiation, but nothing like in the past, the strike years. Right. People don't understand how strong those reactions were to people who chose to walk across the line. They wouldn't even it, say hi to you. Because it put your lives, your livelihoods in jeopardy. Yep. Guys you know, wouldn't even look at you. MLB was threatening to play a season with scab players, replacement yeah. players, until they realized, okay, this product sucks. We can't do this. Yep. And they basically, you know, the judge helped them before they could cave, but they decided they weren't going to do it. But but a couple of the players you're talking about like that, I know a specific one who was uh, 26 years old in the minors, didn't know if he's ever going to get a chance. This was his chance to play, yep. you know, and he's trying to feed his kids and all that, and he chose to walk across the line to, to, to yep. play replacement ball. Turns out he had a hell of a career after that as a major leaguer. But yep. there were some. But it was probably the, not getting invited out to beers very often. Especially, fortunately for him, he had a great personality and he did a lot of good shit for his team. But there were older players like a Terry Pendleton, some of the coaches who were around when players when the who did not would not forget that. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, the Braves have sold out, and this goes hand in hand with what we've been talking about. They've sold out thirty home games already. And we're not we're not at the All Star break yet. That's the fastest they've ever sold out thirty home games in the new ballpark. And think about that: the first year is like a given. You're going to have huge attendance at a new ballpark. Yeah. They sold out faster than they did that year in 2017. They sold out thirty games faster than they did the coming off the World Series, which is crazy. So faster than they did a year ago after they'd won the World Series in 2021. Because of the type of team this is. They're playing great, yeah. and they're really exciting. I mean, homers. You know, I mean, for, I got to go to a – I need to go come out there and go to a game at uh, at the park and see that. I want to feel the vibe because it seems like just a party, you know, just from watching on TV. And then you got a team that's the winning the way they are. You know, I think it might be different if they just had, you know, four stud pitchers that were – right. Dealing and you're winning games like 3-1 with a clutch like in the hit 90s. or something. But when you show up and it's a packed house and the first inning Acuna leads off with a homer, it's like, yeah, it's just a party vibe, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, Acuna They blast set- music now too, right? Like walk-up songs and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. Loud. Yeah, it's, a, it's loud. one of the louder parks. Acuna yeah. walks up, he's got his distinct uh, Latin hip-hop song going. I mean, it is loud. And it's like ringing a bell to anybody that's still walking around in the concourses. Like- Sit down. Anybody that just got, all right, we're starting. Acuna's stepping up, and you better be yep. there for that first pitch because if it's a good one, he's he's hacking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it is. It, it changes the whole dynamic. There is nothing leisurely about strolling in, getting there in the late in the first inning or second inning. It's like if you are in the know, you know you better be sitting down when the bat breaks yeah. bat in the bottom of the first. And that amps your team up too. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we went and played uh, San Francisco in the playoffs in 2010. They're, the vibe in that stadium, I mean, they were blasting music. Yeah. It was so loud. Every time they got a hit, they cranked it up max volume, and it, it just – the whole game felt like a party. It was and great atmosphere. Linscombe struck out like 15 or something. But we came back home, and we were trying to tell – I think it was Scott Cunningham, the, the music guy. We are like, dude, you got to do what they were doing and crank it up. And I think he only knew like one techno song, so he played that Sandstorm song. <laughs> Just every inning for a couple of days, and we're like, oh, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. Yeah, they had what's his name close and jump around and all that. That was just yeah. A, that was that was a fun team, but yeah. the Braves kind of have Brian that Wilson. part like that that same feel to them now, where it's they make it loud in a hurry. Yeah, it's uh, and, and it's the players doing it. It's you know the the music and all that helps, but the players are just 
They're having so much fun out there. This is a team yeah. that wears its emotions on its sleeve. It's not the button-down Braves of the past, man. Nope. It was cool hearing Charlie talk Thanks. yesterday. Yeah. It's it was, a, uh, uh, it was uh, cool hearing Charlie talk yesterday, um, his interview about what a bunch of great dudes it is, too. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I was in the room, man. Yeah. Yeah. I might have asked him the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Just yeah. He that talked it's about, good dudes. Yeah. He said, it's like, and I, he said, I don't think they know how good they are. Right. You know, that, yeah. It was great. It was typical Charlie. It was a great interview. Um, leaving all star vote getter in the majors is appropriately Acuna because he's doing things that no one's ever done. Yep. He needs one steal to go to the all star break with 20 homers, 40 stolen bases, and 50 ribbies. Obviously, nobody's ever done that. And he'll get it. He just got two stolen bases yesterday to give him 39. Nobody's ever even had 30 or more homers and 60 or more steals in the same season. Dude, he could legitimately do that by September. God dang. Yeah. The way he's hitting home runs now and the way he's stealing bases now. And I still don't think he gets the credit he deserves outside of Atlanta. Because I I talk to people people locally and everybody out here on the West Coast is just – blown away by Otani. And I'll be like, hey, Acuna hits balls that far. I think you're in a market. It's kind of – you're in Washington, though. Yeah. you got Rodriguez there, and you got Otani. They always see Otani in Seattle and West Coast. So they're kind of isolated from the East Coast and especially from the National League. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you turn in MLB Network or ESPN now, I think Acuna gets talked about as much as anybody except maybe Otani. I mean, they they, they I think they do – just the way he plays, he's almost like forced them to talk about him. Everybody acknowledges He's giving them no choice. I just mean like it, just as far as like if, if there's right. a conversation of, of talent and skill and right. who kind of blows you away, I don't think – I know he gets a lot of attention, but I still don't think unless you watch him, kind of like Mike Trout used to be, right. unless you watch him on a daily basis, you understand like yeah. even the jumping catches yeah. he's been making in the outfield. Yeah. Yeah, he makes, he makes that nice run and catch in a gap. I know, yeah, I know he's getting credit, but I don't think he's getting enough for just how freakishly talented he is. And last year hurt in that regard, too, because he had such a down yep. year last year. People are wondering, okay, is he going to be the same after the knee? So, yep. so it was kind of like he kind of slipped because then when you saw all the preseason things this year, top 10 rankings at positions, top 20 overall, he wasn't up high in any of those. Now, yep. if you did him now, he'd be top three in everything yep. as far as overall players. I'm in a text message group with a bunch of uh, Mariners fans that are always just gaggling over (laughs) Otani and I'll send them something Acuna does. Like when he threw that 104 mile an hour throw with one step. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, (laughs) I think if this guy got off the mound, he could do the same shit. Well, last year and and he's left the the Mariners young phenom kind of in his wake right now. Yeah. And that's who they want to compare him to. I'm like, I don't think so. It ain't comparable right now. I don't think he's in, I think he's great, but I don't think Julio's in that realm. Right now, he's done nothing to compare with what Acuna's yep. doing statistically this year. So Acuna has 21 homers and 39 stolen bases in 83 team games. He's played every game. That's the other thing. He's playing basically every, every inning. He comes out. He's come out like a couple of times for a few innings in blowouts. That's it. And they had to basically force him to do that. Um, he's got 21 homers, eight, 39 stolen bases. He's on pace for 41 homers and 76 stolen bases. Forget the 40-40 club. I mean, this dude's, I want 50-50. This dude's 40-75 club he's on pace for. I'd like to see him just go on a home run tear. You know, maybe cost him a few bags, but I'd love to see him chase 50-50 late in the, late in the season. I really want to see him get 40, man. I want him to at least get the 40-40. Be 40-40, yeah. Be, get the 40-40, and it'll stand out so much because he'll be the only one on there with, like, more than – 70 bags. <laughs> I don't think anybody else on there had 50 stolen bases. No. It was all in the 40s. Um, he's hitting 336. I mean, 21 homers, 54 ribbies, a majors leading 76 runs, 415 OBP. Let's cut down the chase rate. I wrote about this the other day. His strikeout rate and his chase rate are way down, like a few other parades too. Because their strikeouts, by the way, which made what made their uh their majors leading home run total even more impressive in June. They cut down, yeah. They had so the much. least strikeouts. Yeah. In the majors. That's not a fun uh team to go in and pitch against when you know, like there's some bopper teams that you know you can get your punch outs and get out of some jams, but if they got the least, you're like, 
What yeah. am I supposed to do? And that's if with Olsen still striking out, you know, most of the majors, although he's cut back a little bit lately too. Yeah. But the rest of them, the chase rates are down. I talked to Chipper about that because Chipper compared them to the Astros of a few years ago when the Astros really great teams. He said those teams hit for power and didn't strike out. He goes, that's a lethal combination. He said the Bra- this team, Brace teams like that, he goes, that I might be biased, but I think they're better than that. Yeah. They're better than them at that. Yeah. I've never seen an offense like this. Even, uh, even like from afar. He's he's leading the announced stolen bases with 39. Slugging percentage, he's leading the leadoff batter, leading the league in slugging at 604. And leading in uh, OPS at 1,011. So we've mentioned that before. The only two players who ever led the league in stolen bases and OPS led their league. Willie Mays did it twice, 57 and 58. Ricky Henderson did it in 1990. That is it. That's the wow. only group that's done it. Yeah, listening to the Marlins broadcast, they're big, you know, stud pitchers on the mound, and he throws a fastball by Acuna first pitch, and they're like, see this fastball? It's just different, you know. He doesn't realize what how that ball is going to get, and the next pitch he turns on it down the line, home run, <laughs> what, and they're just what like. What they say? They were just like, this guy's special. Yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it, it was like they were on their own guy's balls and, and real excited about him and, and talking about he was different. And then the next fastball, Acuna catches up to it and rips it down the line for a homer, and they're like, uh. Well, they've seen well, it enough because wow. he's hit more homers against them than he has against anybody. He's got like 26 yeah. or 27 against them. But they've been watching this dude pitch. It was, you know, yeah. I mean, they've been seeing him blow everybody away and thinking, you know, nobody can hit this guy. And then, well, guess what? Well, and, and that's what Charlie said. He goes, it's ridiculous. That guy, Yuri, he's talking about Yuri Perez. He goes, he's yep. sitting 99-100. He's got a great fastball. He's been dominating everybody. And the Braves are going out there lasers. putting bats on every every swing, putting a bat on the ball. Yeah, that was when they did that to him was when I just was like, it's just kind of a shrug reaction and I don't even have – because it's not like, you know, if they started off the game against a guy that's been having a good year, he's 93 with a good right. slider and makes pitches, and they hit him hard, it's like, yeah, they're doing what they're doing. But when they have a guy coming in with a one-something ERA throwing 99 – yeah. And just shit on him like he's yeah. just an average Joe. Yeah. It's like, I don't have any explanation for what and, they're doing. And he was throwing hard from the first pitch, too. Yeah. Young kid. I mean, he walked off the field looking like, I don't know what the hell just happened, man. <laughs> That's never happened before. <laughs> yeah. And it's like 95 degrees, too. I mean, they just beat the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I never want to pitch here again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's shocking, too, when you're on that kind of tear. Yeah. You've just been and dominating everybody for a month, man. Show up. You feel good. I guess I'm going to have another good start. I'm going to make my pitches again. Let's get this thing started. And yeah, before now, the start even starts, you're already out of the game. Let, let's see if I can, what I can do against the best hidden team in the majors yeah, right now. I'm ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like now, now I prove myself. My chance to do it on the big stage, get some attention. Yep. yep. Um, so Acuna and Olsen. Ranked first and second in the NL qualifiers in OPS, 1019, 1019 Acuna, 932 Olsen. They're followed by Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts of the Dodgers. They're, they're third and fourth now, 929 and 927. Olsen passed Freddie with his homer binge that Olsen's been on. Um, but if you add, if you make the, I, I put in, I went to fan graphs and I put in 200 plate appearances as a minimum instead of the qualifying standard, go 200 plate appearances. Because that, you know, it's not really fair. It chops off uh, Sean Murphy just because, you know, Darno's been playing just a little enough that Sean Murphy doesn't qualify. But if you put in 200 plate appearances, the Braves have the top three in the NL in OPS among everyone who's at 200 or more plate appearances because Murphy's at 949. I mean, that's crazy, man. The top three in the league. I was thinking the other day they need to lock Seitzer up. I don't know about how coaches' contracts get negotiated or what happens, but that guy could be like Kevin Long, where teams just offering him every offseason more money. Him and him and Wash, I would, I because Wash is seventy, but I don't care. I'd give them both five year contracts. <laughs> yeah, you can't get rid of either. Can't lose either of those guys, man. No. Uh, so yeah, Sean Murphy's got fourteen homers and a nine forty nine OPS, second best on the team, two hundred or more PAs. He's voted to start his first year with the Braves. That's pretty. I says I think it says a lot about the Braves coaching staff that you've got two guys that were with the A's 
you know, a couple years ago. Olsen's been here two years now. He's on the all-star team. Murphy in his first year over here as a catcher, which is the hardest position to switch leagues in, really, unless it's pitcher. But to learn your own pitchers, learn the other team's pitchers, all that, learn ball It's a lot parts. to take on. Yeah. And he's and he's his OPS in 949 and voted to start in the All-Star game in the first year over here. And he did not get cheated in the box. Oh, my God. That swing on the home run the other day. I love watching that guy connect. Because it's such a hard swing, and he follows through and looks at it like, okay, my work is done. I'm going to trot around bases. It's like he hits down. it so hard, he doesn't even have to get the spin or angle right. He just oh, overpowers it out of the park. Crushes the ball. Crushes it. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Um, then we got, uh, what was it looking at? Oh, the only major league qualifier ahead of the two Braves in OPS or slugging. Or slugging, because the Braves are also 1-2 in slugging with uh, with uh, uh, Acuna and Olsen. The only guy in the majors ahead of them in qualifier, Shohei. And he's having a MVP year, obviously. He's OPS in 1,060 and uh, slugging 670. I mean, it's just, I got to admit, man, I uh, never, I I never <laughs> thought it was possible. I, th- I, I, I did not think it was possible. And when he had the TJ surgery, I thought, yeah. okay, now it's over. Now, now he's got to pick. Yeah, he's got to decide. Yeah, he's got to decide. And I mean, the guy's going out, and and he's the best pitcher on their team, one of the best three or four pitchers in the league, and he's the best hitter, the best power hitter in baseball. That's it, ridiculous. That ball he hit four ninety three the other day. I've never seen a ball go anywhere close to that, even in BP at that stadium. Did you I hope see he the, does a home run derby. I don't think see, he is. God, he shouldn't. With all the work he's doing, he needs to take that time. Yeah. Did you see the one uh, Josh Donaldson hit, by the way? Uh-uh. I didn't know Josh still had it in him. He hit a 490-plus one. Did he really? He Yesterday? Did. A couple days ago. Look it up. I've seen a compilation they got out there on YouTube of Josh Bat flipping to the wall. <laughs> it's like flash to the track and still Bat yeah, flipping. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, No, I think he hit a 490. I think that's what it was, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, it was really I long. I looked that up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Olsen passed Freddie with the OPS with his recent home revenge. And like we said last time, you know, the strikeouts, the batting average, well, you, you'll gladly take that when he's hitting for the power, the home runs and the RBIs that he's getting. And when he's doing what he's doing in the first inning, you know. Yeah. He's been a big part of that first inning binge, even though they dropped him to fourth, fifth in the order. that That's not going to change now. He's going to stay down there because he is just thriving down a little further down the order. I asked him about it, and he said, I, I said, is it just a coincidence? You know, your numbers have kind of taken off since you moved out of that second spot. Just coincidence more, or part of coincidence more than anything? And he said, yeah, I think it's just coincidence. But I, he goes, I don't mind where I'm hitting. Fourth, fifth's fine with me. Because with everybody we got getting on base, when he said when seven, eight, nine are getting on base almost as much as one, two, and three, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it, it turns Acuna into a three-hole hitter. He just gets to lead off the game, too. You know, same for yeah. same for Matt. But uh, I, I was wondering if just so for a lot of guys it can be a distraction. But I was wondering if wanting to let Acuna steal a bag before you swing type of thing could could have changed his at bats. But if he said it didn't change anything, then obviously not. Yeah. Um. By the way, you know, the Braves got eight All Stars on there. You could definitely have made a case for a couple of other guys. Jesse, before he got hurt. Yep. I think was really going to get consideration if he'd have kept doing that, what he was doing. Um, and do you know who was uh, led the Braves in OPS in June? Ozuna. In their historic month? Nope. Yeah, you could make a case for Ozuna, too, with the May and the June that he had. His OPS is up way over 800 now. Well, but there's always know, a few guys kind of pull out, you know, so you get some subs. Right. They could wind up with nine. You know who got the other one, though, or, or who led the team in OPS in June? No. I'd give you five guesses, and I bet you would not get it. I won't, because there's ten guys that could have done it. Eddie Rosario. Yeah. He had a good month. Eddie Rosario OPSed 1,115 in June. It was like the day that, that, that we were talking about his struggles, and like he's got to get it going. Yeah. It was like he hit two homers that night and never looked back. Remember there was uh, a local guy, a columnist, wrote that uh, – Rosario and Harris both should have been uh, benched. Yeah, and then they both went off. And I was like, okay, I could see if you want to do Rosario. He's not doing it. So I have to admit, I said that about Rosario. 
But I said, but we both said, Harris, are you kidding me? No Come on, man. Let him figure it out. He's still playing great. Because he was hitting balls hard at the time, too. He wasn't yeah. striking out a bunch and all that. Yeah, you that could was, see him coming. That was kind of predictable. You knew he was going to turn around. And like Chipper said, Chipper told, said on the Valley broadcast, because Harris had started doing a little bit, he goes, when Harris takes off, look out for this offense. And since he did, it's been like, because him down to that. Yeah, it's, it's it stupid. is. Uh, they had four of the NL's top 11 home run hitters in June. Four. Olsen had 11. Acuna and Rosario had nine apiece. Ozzy Albies had seven. And they had eight players with five or more homers in June. The Braves did. I saw somebody posted a second ago a, a comment that said the Braves have more home runs in June than the than the Guardians have the whole season. They did. Yeah, they had they've got like 150, and now it's like 160 homers, and the Guardians don't have 60. I mean, even one them. a game is pretty good. They've already locked that and down. And the Guardians are a pretty good team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're getting they're averaging two a game, basically. And, and this isn't the, the crazy thing is if they were doing More it in Cincinnati or Yankee Stadium or something where you can kind of discount the home runs a little bit, but Truist is pretty fair, isn't it? Very fair. It's a fair park. I mean, their numbers are kind of skewing it because they're hitting so many there, but it's a fair park. <laughs> Look at the other the visiting teams are they don't have big numbers there. They're just average. Yeah. Um by the way, they're on pace now to set the major league home run record. They're on pace for 308 home runs. The record is 307 by the Twins a few years ago. Jeez. So, in a juice ball year. Guys, let's take a quick break, and then we'll finish up the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I thought uh, big development during a week that kind of got overshadowed by the offensive blitzkrieg and all the all-stars and everything, but I really was impressed with Soroka's start. That was pretty big. That was so much yeah. better than his previous two. Getting a lot closer to the old Soroka. Still got a ways to go, but it was a lot closer. And he's throwing 96, um, topping out 96, and and uh, this getting a little bit better movement. Asked him about it afterwards. And he said, you've kind of alluded to this before. And he talked about this when he was on the podcast. He had to get out just letting it fly. Just yeah. let it go. Just don't go out there and try to aim so much and try to worry so much about mixes. Just let it fly. And he said he just gets so much better results when he did that. And he had, a, he had one end the other day where he said, I started kind of getting away from that. And we got back into it. And he finished strong when he said, I just went, just yeah. letting it fly. It's just Hung amazing. a few breaking balls, gave up a couple homers, whatever. I, the thing I liked the most was he was throwing that four-seamer. Mm-hmm. And he was exactly like what he said, letting it fly. He was letting it eat. You could see the follow-through on those four-seamers when he was just blowing guys away or locking them up on a fastball in. Yeah. yeah. There, were some, there were some anger behind that. You know, he was attacking. He wasn't trying to move it so much as just, here it is, let's hit it. Um, I asked him, by the way, he was asked about Acuna and what he's doing. And Soroka, it was funny, he said, he goes, I laugh because he all he has always exceeded expectations, and the expectations were always very high. He goes, I remember showing up in Danville, and Austin Riley had already gotten up to, to called up to Danville at that point, and Riley was raking. He goes, and then Ronald showed up shortly after that, and he said, 160 pounds, 17 year old, and I told the guys, and I get and I got laughed at. He said, I said Ronald might actually have more power than Riley. He said, I got ridiculed. And come to find out a couple of years later, it's probably true. He said, Allard and I watched him hit a 3-1 changeup over the batter's eye in Mississippi. And that's when it was kind of like, all right, I know what this kid can probably do one day. 
He said, I think that's that uh, what he's doing now with the stolen bases is really important after his injuries as well. That's the most impressive thing to me, what he's doing right now. That's what Soroka said about him. I mean, I, I remember hearing kind of just people talk about him, you know, and saying, you got to see this guy, you got to see this guy. And it was like, I think it was TP saying uh, Cunha, you know, saying his name. And the only other guy I'd heard him say that about was uh, Simmons, uh-huh. as far as Simmons' defense. He, he was just talking about Simmons' defense and saying, you guys got to see this guy play. He's on another level. And I remember kind of hearing Acuna's name in the same manner, but I could have never – I mean, you don't expect anybody to show up and be this good. And live. And yeah. when you have this much hype, when people start saying your name, you have that good first year, sometimes guys peak right there. And But we talked about it. He was still learning the game. He was so young. And now I think you're starting to see what he can do when he's got a plan. And he's starting to learn how people are going to attack him, how he's going to get pitched. With all that talent, learning the game is, yeah. I mean, that combos is dangerous. And, and and there's the it factor that you can't really quantify and you can't really even explain exactly what you're talking about. But if you watch him, you know what we're talking about. Not only does he have like more talent than like anybody, but he doesn't just go out there and put his head down and go, I'm just doing my work. He goes out there with an arrogance about him, a cockiness about him that helps me be even better. But he doesn't try to downplay it or try to try to uh, slip into the in woodwork. It. He wants more attention on it. So yeah. he wears the yellow elbow guards and the yellow shoes and a bright. I mean, he wants the attention. The, yep. the huge chain of the number thirteen and all that. He come wants get me. Come get me. Yep. And he's even better when people like people throw at him. He's like he's just that. He's just got that it factor. It's kind of like when Jordan came into the league. He wore. His shorts different than the rest of the league. He wore bigger shorts at the time. He wore the shorts were so big he had his Carolina shorts underneath his bull shorts. But Jordan was like, and Jordan was skinny at the time too. But it, but he didn't care if people were all aiming to stop him, the hot shot, and he had the Nike contract and all that. That's what Acuna to me has that 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 rare rare uh, era. Deion Sanders in football had all the stuff. He wore all the stuff that made him stand apart. Didn't it's, care. Yeah. they're and so good they can let you know. And then and back there's nothing up. you could do about it. You know, I, I think I talked about this on a previous podcast, but I never did anything loud right. because it was hard. Like it was so hard for me to compete. I never wanted that target on my back. I never wanted any extra tension. I didn't want to wake up the other team. I wanted to get in, do my job and disappear. Acuna's like, come get me, come yeah. see me, come see what I got. And the more, the more attention that's on him, the bigger the situation is, the, the louder the, the stadium is. There's not an amount of pressure that makes him feel like he's not the best player on the field, and yeah. he's gonna he's gonna succeed in that moment. Yeah, he does. He has not shrunk. I mean, he didn't get to play in the World Series run, and that sucks because I really would have liked to have seen him on that stage. The fact that they won it without him is just, I mean, when you look back at it, you go, "How did that happen?" But he didn't get to play in that because Eddie Rosario acted like Acuna in that whole postseason. <laughs> but yeah. um, but Acuna, remember, hit that grand slam though the year before in a postseason mm-hmm. against the Dodgers at home. And that was the loudest the stadium had been until maybe a couple of moments this year. But, I mean, he stepped up. When he had a chance, he stepped up. It's a grand slam. and that. So I just can't wait to see it this year because, I mean, as long as they can stay healthy, they're supposed, they should get freed back by August. And they need that third guy, I think, to go with Elder and Strider. The yeah. top three to go in because then you got you know got Charlie can be your fourth for the uh, for the postseason when you need you know for longer series and Kyle Wright could, could, is trying to come back too he should they expect him back too in September so you know it's going to be nice if you get all those guys but if you just get a third to go with keep Elder and and Strider healthy if you get Freed back I I, I just, then I think it's just a matter of staying healthy because I think their offense is too good to stop in a series I really do I think they're just too. This is so much better offense than even last year when the bats kind of went, you know, Philly was on a roll. The Braves yeah. had a couple of hurt, injured pitchers. Phillies jumped out in some leads, and the Braves didn't do much. But this, to me, is such a better team. The offense is just exponentially better. It's just, ridiculous. I just don't see another team that can hang with them. I mean, at least till you get to the World Series. And if the Rays are playing great, yeah, like they were earlier in the year, that could be a great matchup. But I don't see anybody stopping the Braves in the, in the National League unless they have injuries. You know, well, like especially with feedback, you know, because it's just like Soroka or any time a player gets hurt and and the, the rest of the team's kind of thriving, it's really easy to forget how damn good Max Freed is. Exactly. 
But he's yeah. an ace. You know, an they're ace. doing this without an ace that's on their on their roster. Right, because he's the only guy that consistently goes seven or eight innings. Yeah, you know, it competes every time. I mean, yeah. he can dominate a game, and it's also you know having the lefty, you know, throwing yeah. throwing three righties at a team is one thing, but you throw a dominant lefty and put him in the middle of two righties or however you want to stack it up. And think of those three different looks you'd be giving people in a in a series too. Yeah, invisible. totally different looks. <laughs> Elder Strider and Free. You got a turbo sinker. You got an invisible. And you got a Kershaw curveball that throws ninety six from a lefty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got that laser of a fastball from one guy throwing, you know, ninety eight to one hundred. You got another fat you got sinker slider guy throwing eighty eight to ninety, and then you got freed. <laughs> it's it's three totally different looks. And then, and if then you got, if Charlie, if, I mean, you Charlie's got, your guy if he's your, if he's your fourth, totally different look. You got crazy spin. So yeah. Uh, just last thing before we wrap it up, I asked I asked Snit about because Acuna uh, is not going to play in is not going to be in the home run derby, and he also said he's not going to be in the home run derby in Venezuela this winter. He said I might do it in the future, but I'm going to I'm going to let others do it this year. I think there's some other players got an opportunity. To me, I think it's one of the most mature decisions, the best decisions he has made because the last thing you want to do right now is disrupt what you're doing. You're having a historic season. Yeah. You don't know if you're ever going to be this on, this healthy, and this locked in. Because it's not just routine to go 40, 75. Nobody's ever done it. No. You might be the only guy to ever do it, unless you do yeah. it again. So why would you disrupt that by taking 60 huge swings in a home run derby that's meaningless? It's fun to watch, but that's where you could get injured doing those. I know a lot of people don't get hurt, but a lot of people or just jack up, up your swing. Yeah, but even yeah. a slight twinge, an oblique or something, you, you, you just don't want that. So well, playing every day, that four days off is like right. a, I mean, it's such a, a season changer to just get a breath, just take one chance to breathe and recover. And he's playing every day and he's playing every, every day. day and he's going to be in a starting lineup for the all-star game. So I yeah. think it was a really great decision. And I asked Snit about it. I don't know if Snit would have any feelings one way or another because the Braves didn't tell him not to do it. They leave it up to him that, you know, to do it. And uh, I asked Snit about it. He said, I think that's all part of maturity and looking at the big picture and what is ahead of him. I think his goal is to play every game that we play this year, quite honestly. And kudos to him for being aware of that. He goes, it's awesome. He'll play in the All-Star game for the fourth time. That's awesome in itself. For me, I would never take that away from anybody, the home run derby. But if he doesn't want to do it, it just shows the maturation process of the player and the person. Yeah. And, you know, not to mention this format now is 10 times more exhausting than it used to be. Crazy. I mean, I've I've been watching old home run derbies. I'm taking my son – yeah. And they used to last like two and a half, three hours because guys are waiting for a pitch, right. catching their breath. It, now it's you swing at everything. Yeah. I mean, you're going a minute or two minutes, whatever it is, and take it 60 swings. Yeah. It's too much, I think. But yeah, it's fun to watch. But I mean, it makes it more fun to watch that way. But for, I don't know if it's more fun to watch because you don't get to see how far the ball goes. The next one's already That's true. Flying. They're already hitting the next one. Yeah. Kind of like for me, it's it's almost overwhelming. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks everybody. We appreciate you watching. And, uh, this team, there's no shortage of stuff to talk about. They go to Cleveland for three. Then I'm going to be in Tampa to, for the last three of the, of the uh, first half for the all-star break. The Braves just need to, uh, keep doing what they're doing and stay healthy. 755 is real. We are out. <laughs>